Good evening and welcome, welcome to the house of God. God is here. Yes, I can feel his presence. What a beautiful baby. <laughs> Gorgeous. Hallelujah. So I don't know about you guys, I remember being asked to come to my brother's daughter's dedication. And I, I had not been in church for a long time. And when I came, I sat up the back and I sat near the back door. And I was ready to run just in case it got a little bit uncomfortable. But I want to tell you, um, that was a while ago, but God moves in strange ways. From that moment, I have not turned back. So look out, guys. God is on your case tonight. So, Father God, I pray that you would have your way here tonight. Do what only you can do, Father God. Lord, touch our hearts tonight. Let the Spirit of God breathe upon us tonight and let the Word of God be like a two-edged sword discerning between the soul and the Spirit, Lord God. Father, have your way here. Let us hear what you are saying, Father God. Let us open our ears because I know you want to speak to each one of us here tonight, Father. Have your way. So I've been reading the book of Ezekiel. And Ezekiel has been playing over and over again in my heart. And I can't move away from it. And God is stirring something inside of me. God is stirring something inside of me. And in, other, in Ezekiel 37 it says, The hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley. And it was full of bones, and indeed they were very dry. And the Lord said to me, Son of man, can these dry bones live? So I answered, O Lord, you alone know. Again, the Lord said to me, Prophesy to these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Surely I will cause breath to enter you and you will live, and you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied again. And as I prophesied, there was a noise and suddenly a rattling. So he said to me, prophesy again, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, the Lord God says, come from the four winds, breathe and breathe on these so that they may live. So I prophesied as God commanded me. And the breath came into them, and they lived, and they stood upon their feet, an exceedingly great army. I don't know where you are with God, but this is God saying that we need his hand and him to breathe on us so that we can live. Do you know what it looks like when a Christian runs around prophesying the word of God? When they get persistent, it looks like some crazy, radical, spirit-filled person led by the Son of God running through the enemy's camp and, and toss, tossing everything around, causing havoc in the enemy's camp. When the Son of God or the daughter of God begins to prophesy, she's going into the enemy's camp, the devil's camp, and she's causing havoc in that camp. She's causing things to happen in the enemy's camp. And because... The sons of God and the, the daughters of God begin to prophesy, things start to happen. 
When we prophesy the word of God, when we declare the word of God, things start to happen. And so what I want to say to you is, if you've been praying, if you've been prophesying, if you've been declaring the word of God, don't stop. Keep going forward. Keep prophesying the word of God. Keep declaring the word of God. The enemy is terrified when you get up, when you prophesy, when you open your mouth and when you pray. The enemy, the devil, there is a devil and he gets terrified when you begin to pray and when you begin to prophesy. See, I don't know where you are in this moment, but I want you to know there is a God and a God who has a plan for you, a great plan for you. But there's a devil who has a plan for you, a plan of destruction, a plan to kill, a plan to destroy. But God, God is greater and God has already overcome the enemy. And so when you refuse to allow the enemy to steal from you, when you refuse to listen to the things in the world, when you get up and begin to prophesy the word of God, when you refuse to allow the enemy to steal from you, when you refuse to sit back and, and watch your brothers and your sisters be taken captive, when you refuse to watch your children and your family be taken captive and, and be slaves of the enemy, when you rise up and prophesy, the enemy, the enemy, the enemy is getting perturbed. The enemy is getting moved. And so, like I said before, when you see a little change when you've been praying, when you see something start to happen in someone's life when you've been praying, prophesy again. Don't stop prophesying. Don't stop praying. Continue to push through and pray for your lost ones in Jesus' name. Drive through the enemy's camp again and cause havoc again in Jesus' name. So I want to say to you, this is burning in my bones. And I didn't know you guys were coming. <laughs> I just thought it was a normal church. I, I didn't know, right? I didn't even know I was preaching till a few days ago, right? But God had been birthing this in my heart. And I believe it's for you. I believe it's for you. And I believe it's for you. And I believe God wants you to grab it because God wants to do something in your life. And God wants to do something in your family's life. Yes? 2 Corinthians 5 verse 20 says, We are ambassadors for Christ as though God were pleading through us and we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled back to God. We are down here as ambassadors speaking on behalf of Christ. And so I believe tonight something is going to be broken. Something is going to move and something is going to be shaken in Jesus' name. Because where the Spirit of God is, there is liberty. Where the Spirit of God is, there is freedom. Where the Spirit of God is, there is healing. And I believe something is going to happen tonight. I believe something is going to happen. God is moving and I believe he's going to breathe through this place and touch lives in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, have you ever seen them trying to pull down a high-rise building? You know, and they get that wrecking ball. And that wrecking ball swings really high and it hits into the wall and nothing seems to happen right. And, and then that wrecking ball hits that wall again right and it still looks like nothing happened. But I want to tell you, something is happening. Every time that wrecking ball hits that wall, something is happening. And it's a bit like our prayers, right? When you pray, every time you pray, it's like a wrecking ball is hitting the stronghold that's holding you, that's holding your children, and that wrecking ball is causing walls to come down in Jesus' name.
So I want to encourage you guys. I don't know where you are. I don't know where you're at. But I want you to push into God tonight and let God speak to you. Let me share about a woman. A woman who would not give up, who would not let go, who pushed through the obstacles. A desperate, believing woman. Is there anybody in the house here that's desperate tonight? Is there anybody who needs to see God move in their life? Is there anybody who needs to see their children come out of darkness? Is there anybody who needs to see their brothers and sisters come out of darkness to come out of addiction? Is there anybody desperate here in the house of God tonight? If you're desperate, God is going to hear you and God is going to move. So in Matthew 15, Jesus left Galilee and went north. And a Gentile woman who lived there came to him pleading, Son of David, she cried out, Have mercy on me, for my daughter is severely demon-possessed. My daughter is severely demon-possessed. That means the enemy has got her. Is there anybody in your life that you know who the enemy has got? And Jesus gave her no reply, not even a word. And have you ever felt like that? You've prayed to God, you've cried out, and nothing's happened. Then the disciples came to Jesus and they urged Jesus to send her away. They said, Jesus, she is bothering us with all her begging. Send her away. This woman who came to Jesus for help for her daughter, her daughter who was severely possessed by demons, this woman who came to Jesus when she asked him for help had no response from Jesus. And now she hears the disciples saying, Jesus, send her away. She's bothering us. See, the devil can't get you to quit when you don't hear from God. He'll come and try and get you offended. Did you hear that? If the devil can't get you to quit when you've prayed and asked God for something, then he'll try and get you offended. How many of us get offended when somebody says something, when somebody ignores us, when somebody rejects us? How many of us get offended? But this woman, <laughs> she had a reason to get offended, but she didn't take offense. Jesus said to the woman, I was sent only to help the lost sheep, the people of Israel. And this woman, she didn't let up. She didn't let go. She came before God again, before Jesus again, and she began to worship him. And she started pleading again, Lord, help me. And Jesus basically looked at her and was saying, woman, it's not your turn. I've come for Israel. She could have got upset. She could have walked away. She could have given up. The devil wanted her to give up. The devil wanted her to stop crying. The devil wanted her to get offended. Like us, right? He wants us to give up. He wants us to get offended. He wants us to give up. He wants us to quit. But this woman kept coming back to Jesus. She kept worshipping him. And Jesus responded. <laughs> Listen to this. Jesus responded. He said, it isn't right to take the food from the children and throw it to the dogs. Come on. As if she hasn't been offended enough. Now she's been called a dog. Come on. 
If you're called a dog, that's pretty low, right? Yeah? <laughs> the insults kept coming. But she didn't let it rattle her or distract her because she was on a mission. She didn't go in for revenge. She didn't have two minutes in the flesh and say, I'm just going to get even. She silenced her mouth and kept worshipping God and kept pushing through. What was her mission? Her mission was to get help for her daughter. Her daughter who meant everything to her. Her daughter was taken captive by the devil and the devil was destroying her daughter. And this woman would do anything to see her daughter be set free. Is there anybody here who would love to see their family set free? Is there anybody here, yeah, who needs a touch from God? Is there anybody here who needs healing? Is there anybody who's desperate enough to push through every obstacle? I remember, I remember when my daughter stopped breathing one day. She was like three weeks old and she stopped breathing. When I walked up to her cot, she was blue. And I remember picking her up and shaking her. And I remember going to the phone, not to the throne, but to the phone, right? And I rung up the doctor and the doctor was so concerned. He said, bring her down. And I remember going to the doctors and he looked at my daughter and he was so concerned. He got me into the specialist straight away. And the specialist started doing tests on my little daughter. They did every test that they could possibly do to try and find out what was wrong with my daughter. And after hours of sitting there waiting, finally the specialist put the, my little daughter back in my hands and he said, I don't know what's wrong with her, but if I was you, I would watch her day and night. He said, I wouldn't take my eyes off her because if you take your eyes off her, she might die, right? And I remember walking out of that room with my little daughter and I remember going through the motions and I remember putting her in the car in the seatbelt and, and just driving home like I was numb, right? I was numb. And I remember taking her out of the car and I'm walking in the house and I remember laying her down on the lounge and then all of a sudden it just hit me. The doctor, the specialist had given me a death sentence over my daughter. He said, if I don't watch her day and night, if I don't shine a torch on her while she's sleeping and watch her day and night, she could die. And I thought, God, God, I can stay awake maybe 12 hours, maybe 24 hours, God, but God, after that, God, I might fall asleep. And I became so fearful. And I just remember falling down on the ground and crying, crying, like crying, you know, thinking that's it, my daughter's going to die, right? I'm sitting there having like the biggest pity party that you could possibly have. And I hear God speaking. And I hear God say, Anne-Marie, get up. Go to the children's room. Get a tambourine. Then he said, come out here and put on, a, on, on worship music. And he said, now start to praise and worship me. Start to praise and worship me. And I said, God, God, but didn't you hear the specialist said? <laughs> you know, didn't, and, but I, I, feel, I felt like just do what God says. Don't argue. Just do what God says. So I got up. I walked to the children's room. I got a tambourine. I, I got the praise music and I put it on and I'm standing there thinking, God, I do not want to worship. 
God, I, nothing inside of me wants to worship you, God, but God, I'm going to make myself worship you. And I began to praise and worship God. I began to hit that tambourine and I began to, to dance around the house. Can you believe that? You've been given a death sentence and you're dancing around the house, right? And I thought, God, if anybody sees me, they're going to think I've lost the plot, right? <laughs> But I'd continue to dance around the house. And as I started to dance around the house, I could hear the demons talking. I could hear the demons saying, what is she doing? She's supposed to be sitting down. She's supposed to be giving up. She's supposed to be having a pity party. What is she doing? And I continued to praise and worship God. And next minute, it's like the spirit of fear left my house. Come on. As I continue to worship God, the spirit of fear left my house. The spirit of sickness left my house. The spirit of anxiety and stress left my house. And I remember, I just remember the presence of God was so strong. And I remember going to bed that night. And yes, I pushed, pulled her little bassinet next to my bed, right? But I slept all through that night. I did not wake up once to look to see if my daughter was awake or if she was alive. I just slept through the night. And when she didn't wake up for a feed, they always wake up for feeds, right? She didn't wake up for a feed. And I remember I just woke up with a song of praise on my lips. I was not even anxious or worried. I knew that God had come into the room and that God had touched her and that she was totally set free in Jesus' name. Come on. We serve a powerful God. We serve a mighty God. See, I was like that woman. I was desperate for God to touch my little daughter. I was desperate for God to heal my daughter. And so nothing was going to make me walk away. Nothing was going to make me quit. Nothing was going to make me not do what God has told me to do. He told me to start worshipping him. He told me to start praising him in the midst of the storm, in the midst of the situation. And as I did, God started to move in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah. So this woman, she said, when Jesus said, nah, you know, I can't give the bread to, to the dogs. This is for the children of Israel. This woman come back and said, Jesus, Master, even the crumbs that fall on the floor, Lord, from the Master's table are for us. And then Jesus said, your faith is so strong. And because of your faith, your daughter is healed. And so there are people here, I believe, tonight. There are people here that are, are in desperate situations. I'm picking up in my spirit there are people here who, who, who need God to move in their life, who need God to move in their families. And if God doesn't come through, I believe, I believe you feel like there's no hope. And so God is, is wanting you to see that God is a God who answers prayer. And so if you're in a bad situation, I want to encourage you to start pushing into God. I want to encourage you to start worshipping God. I want to encourage you to start praying and believing God for a miracle because nothing is impossible with God, right? Come on. I don't want you to quit and give up and pull away. You know, it's so easy to quit and sit down and have a pity party, right? It's so easy to do that, but God wants us to rise up and refuse to allow the things of the world pull us down. So she replied in verse 27, she said, that's true, Jesus, but even the little dogs under the master's table are allowed to eat the crumbs that fall to the ground. 
When she said that, something began to be broken. Something began to shift. Something began to be shaken. The wrecking ball. (laughs) The wrecking ball was bringing down strongholds. The wrecking ball was hitting the target, was stirring her faith. It's like Jesus was trying to make her not give up. He was pulling something out of her. And I feel like God is pulling something out of us. Some of us have given up on God. Some of us have forgotten that God is able to do all things. Some of us have have maybe even walked away from God. But I feel like God tonight is tugging at hearts. I feel tonight God is, is speaking to people here tonight. So when we come to God in prayer, we've got to hang on to the promise like a dog with a bone. Have you ever seen a dog with a bone? Have you ever tried to take that bone off a dog? Huh? That dog will growl at you. That dog will fight. That dog will, will put its paws in the ground. That dog will not allow you to take that bone off him, right? And I feel like God is saying that's how we got to get with God. we got to go to God. we got to ask God. we got to pray and we got to believe and we got to be like that dog and not let anybody or anything steal the promises of God away. Yes? In Jesus' name. You know, if you, if you need God to give you a job, if you're desperate for a job, if you're desperate for a job, God can open the door for you and give you a job. Come on. If you need healing tonight, God is able, God is able to heal you and set you free. If you need your children saved, God is able to move in your life and save your children. Look what persistence does. This woman, because she was persistent and because she didn't get offended and because she didn't quit, because she didn't allow feelings of rejection to stop her, ended up getting the miracle that she went to Jesus for. So what I'm trying to say tonight is you've got to keep on keeping on. Don't let anything stop you. You've got to see that the enemy comes to try to make you quit. The enemy, the devil, he's out there and he's so real. He comes to try to make you pull back. He comes to try to make you give up and walk away from God. He comes like the world that we live in today is so against the things of God. It is so far away from God, but God is calling a people back to him, right? God is calling us back and he's trying to restore a people back to himself. And God is wanting us, his people, to hang on to his word. to push through the obstacles and to believe God that God is able to do it. God said prophesy to those dry bones. Is there anybody here that needs to prophesy to their brothers, their sisters, their, their children? Is there any grandchildren like that are, are far away from God, any children? Is there any spouse away from God? God says start to prophesy to them. Start to prophesy. Prophesy that the breath of God will come And the breath of God will come from the ends of the earth and begin to cover your children, cover your spouse, cover the lost family member, and that the Spirit of God will start to breathe life into them. Do you believe that? Do you believe that? Yes? See, the enemy, the devil, you know, if he walked around in a little red suit, with his little horns, right, and that little fork that you see him walking around with. If we saw him like that, we would know it was him that was coming along, right? 
But he doesn't. He comes in through the back door. He comes through people to attack you. He comes in your mind and, and puts thoughts in your head. And he wants, you, he, he wants to throw out all these baits and, and, and all these traps. And he wants us to take the bait. He wants you to be offended. He wants you to be hurt. He wants you to be discouraged. He wants you to walk in fear. But I want to say to you, don't take the bait. Don't take the bait that the enemy is pushing out. Learn to duck. Learn to let those fiery darts go in Jesus' name. Like I said, run to the throne. Stop running to the phone. When someone's hurt you, run to the throne. That means run to God and ask God to heal you. You know, don't walk around with all this offense in your heart all the time. Don't walk around like feeling rejected and hurt. Run to the throne and ask God to heal you quickly, right? Because if you don't get healed quick, you've opened up the door and the enemy can come in, right? And the enemy, we don't want him taking control in Jesus' name. So God works through prayer and faith moves God. When you, de- when you pray and decree his word, you're pulling heaven down. So of late, because of what I'm seeing in the world, God is just putting something in my spirit where I need to start prophesying. Even tonight, during the worship, there are people here that don't know God. And God was getting me to prophesy through the worship. God was getting me to prophesy and to pray for the breath of God to come and to start to blow on us. Because see, you know, there is, there is death after this, but there is eternal life. There's, there's salvation and Jesus died for us so that we could have eternal life and see the devil will do everything he can to keep us away from accepting God as our Lord and Savior but God is doing everything he's calling you he's pulling you and he's uh, he's he's tugging on your heart and he's he's calling you because he wants to see you come into the kingdom of God there's such a fight for your life such a warfare going on in the spirit realm but God has already defeated the enemy and victory is his in Jesus name victory is ours so for all the prodigal sons for all the prodigal daughters for all the prodigal grandsons and granddaughters the prodigal husbands and the prodigal wives the backsliders I'm coming to God with a specific prayer And I'm praying over these people. And I'm declaring the word of God over these people. And I'm beginning to call these people back by name. And I tell you, as I've started calling people back by name, as I've been asking God to breathe on them the breath of life, people, things are starting to happen. Something is starting to happen. I am seeing families being restored. I am seeing where the enemy has brought division. I am seeing the Lord restoring families back to him. Isn't this what we want? Don't we want to see our families restored back to God? Don't we want to be back in one accord? So I believe God is wanting us to stand in the gap for the lost, for the lost child, for the lost spouse. And he wants us to start praying and becoming like that widow, that woman who pushed into God and asked him to set her daughter free. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.
Satan and you. Holy God. God is here. And God is tugging at your hearts. And God is real. And I believe tonight God is calling you. And if if you don't know Jesus yet as your Lord and Saviour, if you don't believe, if you have not asked him to be your Lord and Saviour, I would encourage you not to leave this building until you've asked him to be your Lord and Saviour. And so God was showing me tonight that there are people here who don't have Jesus in their heart yet as Saviour. So they are, tonight we're going to open up the altar. That means we're going to ask you to come out and let us pray for you. If you want to ask Jesus to come in and be your Lord and Saviour, I would like you to come. There's people here who are very discouraged. There are people here who are very discouraged. God wants us to pray for you tonight and break that spirit of discouragement. There are people here who are walking with offense in their heart because someone has hurt you so badly. We want to pray with you tonight. You see, when you walk around with unforgiveness... When you walk around with unforgiveness, you are in bondage and you are in captivity. And see, I know you say, but they don't deserve to be forgiven. You, you say in your heart, they can go to hell for all I care. But I want to say to you, if you don't forgive them, you yourself are held in bondage. But as soon as you forgive that person who's hurt you so badly, you're going to be set free. You're going to be liberated. So tonight, can we invite you? If you would like some prayer, if you don't know Jesus as Lord and Saviour, come, come out the front. If you are so discouraged and you want to be set free from discouragement, come. If you have offence in your heart, come. If you need healing tonight, come and let us pray for you. We have an awesome team here who will pray with you and stand with you in Jesus' name.